What's going on, everyone? Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking our top five running back steals for the 2021 fantasy football season. Basically, these are all late round selections outside of the top 25 running backs that can, in reality, have a pretty significant impact on your team and don't cost all that much. So make sure to tune in. And if you enjoy, hit that like button, subscribe. Let's hear it in the comment section. Do you agree, disagree? Who else would you put on this list along with any other questions you guys might have? And lastly, make sure to check us out online at alldaypigskin.com. And while you're there, get yourself a copy of the 2021 ADP Fantasy Football Draft Guide. Everything you can want at a great value, all the details in the description. But with that being said, let's get into it. You can see we've got our list pulled up here. And again, quick note, this is based on PPR scoring. So just keep that in the back of your head while you see these rankings. But as I mentioned previously, we're going to be scrolling down here because we are talking guys outside of the top 25 running backs. And we begin here with one Michael Carter of the New York Jets. And let me preface this by saying I think Michael Carter is probably the best value out of every single rookie running back this uh, upcoming season because Najee Harris, sure, he's the hot name. Everybody wants him to be the next Saquon Barkley. But guess what? He costs you a early second round selection at this point in time. I wouldn't be shocked if he becomes a first round selection when it's all said and done. But there's question marks surrounding him as well. I mean, if you're worried about the New York Jets and, you know, question marks around the offensive line, hello, have you seen the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line? That thing is an absolute mess. You look at some other names, Travis Etienne. People are also going crazy for him saying he's going to usurp James Robinson. I don't agree with that. And right now, you know, more often than not, especially in PPR formats, Travis Etienne is going ahead of James Robinson, which to me is absolutely crazy. Uh, and then you've also got somebody like a Javante Williams, who in fact here on this list, you can see is ranked ahead of Melvin Gordon. The point being is that there are several other big name rookie running backs. They're going ahead of Michael Carter, who kind of seems to be the forgotten man. But that's all right, because that is going to lead to value. The situation with the New York Jets is one sure. They're almost perennially a top five worst team in the NFL. And I'm not saying they're going to turn it around all of a sudden, but just because you're a bad team doesn't mean you're not going to be able to produce a good fantasy football asset. Look at the Jacksonville Jaguars last season and James Robinson. Hell, they picked first overall in the NFL draft, yet James Robinson was an absolute stud in fantasy football. Now, I'm not saying that Michael Carter is going to do the exact same thing, but reports coming out of camp right now are that he's the one that has the leg up on the competition. He's the one that's getting the most opportunities. And that's a good place to be, especially for a rookie running back. He doesn't have as much competition as the other rookies that we mentioned, like a Melvin Gordon, like a James Robinson. Like you think of the New York Jets running backs and who's his main competition, Tevin Coleman? I mean, I'm not all that worried about Tevin Coleman. The guy can't stay healthy. You know, you know what I mean? So it's a situation where I'm not all that worried. Other running back, LaMichael P. Ryan, again, not all that worried. To me, Michael Carter, a younger version that the New York Jets drafted relatively early in the NFL draft. And I think he's going to be given opportunities to succeed. Now, the thing is with the New York Jets, there is a bit of a gamble because there's still a team that I think is a bit away in terms of putting it all together. 
to some extent, Michael Carter's season, more so than anyone else, will kind of be dependent on the play of the quarterback because if Zach Wilson struggles for the New York Jets, I could see this being a tough season for Michael Carter. But again, let me put it this way. Out of every single rookie running back in this year's class, they all have question marks. Let's not pretend that they don't. They all have, if it's not question marks, they have some type of competition. And when it comes to that, when it's not a sure thing, I'd much rather just take, you know, the quote unquote discount pick, the one that I can get, you know, here, 83rd overall, that's going to translate to around the seventh round, if not later, because people are scared off by the team. So I'd take that gamble uh, and then invest in that, because even if Michael Carter comes on slow to begin with, the thing with all these rookie running bags is that it's a long-term play. They kind of get it going. They get into the zone when it's late in the regular season, right for your playoff run, right when you need them the most. And honestly, out of all these running backs, I think Michael Carter can get to that point the earliest. That's why I think right now, when it's all said and done, he would be the rookie running back that I am targeting. And in fact, he's really kind of the most, you know, the the cheapest one out of them all. The one, in my opinion, when it comes to value and uh, opportunity to succeed, it's it's best of both worlds type of situation. But moving on, we're going to get to our next running back here on our list, and that is Ronald Jones of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I honestly have zero clue how Ronald Jones is ranked this low, but more importantly, how he is ranked below Leonard Fournette. That makes zero sense to me. Yes, I understand that this is PPR scoring, but Ronald Jones is the main guy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like he is the running back to own for this offense. That was the case last season. That's going to be the case again this season. And let's not forget that Giovanni Bernard was added to this backfield. Now he's not going to hurt Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones isn't a pass catching running back. You know, he struggles in that department. So keep that in mind. You know, some of these guys, they're not going to be as dual threat weapons as some of the top 25 names. You know, they all have a certain you know, areas where they're a little bit lesser in. In that case, for Ronald Jones, it's being a th- uh, a pass-catching running back. So it, last season, Leonard Fournette was picking up the slack in that area. But now, Giovanni Bernard is by far, in my opinion, the best pass-catching running back they have on this team. It's not going to hurt Ronald Jones the most. He was never that guy. It's going to be Leonard Fournette that, you know, takes kind of a tumble in terms of volume, in terms of opportunities. But somehow, some way, we're trying to convince ourselves that Leonard Fournette is going to be higher drafted and should be higher drafted than Ronald Jones, who's going to have the higher touchdown upside. He's going to have the higher rushing yard upside. And you can get him, I mean, what, in the eighth round? That's that's absolutely insane, insane value. I love this upside for Ronald Jones. The Bucks offense is going to be one that scores a lot, a lot of points. They're going to be in a lot of scoring opportunities. And it's not just going to be Tom Brady throwing touchdowns every single time. When you're in the red zone, Ronald Jones is their goal line back. He's going to get those opportunities. That's why I really like his touchdown upside. Granted, I think he's probably a lot higher in standard scoring formats. And I also value him that way. But even in PPR To me, there's no way that he should be ranked up below Leonard Fournette. That makes zero, zero sense in my opinion. No way that he should only be, you know, two spots higher than Zach Moss. I think he's in a much better offense, great defense as well that will translate into a lot of opportunities for the offense. And if any, uh, if last year was, you know, any indication in terms of who the guy 
uh, will be on this offense, I think it's going to be Ronald Jones. So right now, I am going to be buying a lot of Ronald Jones stock as a guy that probably starts out, you know, maybe on your bench when you first construct your roster. But after a few weeks, you kind of see, oh, okay, this guy's probably good for around between 50 to 70 yards and half a touchdown every single week, if not more. So I really like the upside there. But let's again move on to our third running back on this list, who's only a spot lower here with Damian Harris of the New England Patriots. And similar to where Ronald Jones, I think Harris is criminally, criminally underrated. Again, this is PPR based. So I understand why Damian Harris is coming in at number 35 overall. And the thing is, he's also playing with a quarterback in Cam Newton that is going to take away some touchdown opportunities. I cannot deny that either. But there's a big but here. Damian Harris right now, uh, if something happens to Cam Newton, he gets injured, he gets benched, something like that, his value, in my opinion, skyrockets because Mac Jones is a quarterback that doesn't have as big of rushing upside as a Cam Newton, and that means more opportunities for Damian Harris. But on top of that, Harris... He absolutely, you know, separated himself from Sony Michelle last season so much. So in fact, that I think Sony Michelle is probably an afterthought at this point in New England. He is, you know, he is their lead running back at this point in time. Yes, similar to a Ronald Jones, he has deficiencies. Uh, he's, you know, going to struggle as a pass catcher. That's not his forte. He's probably going to catch like 10 passes on the year. So don't really look for a... A contribution from that perspective with Damon Harris. But again, he's going to be someone that has a thousand plus yard rushing upside. Uh, the New England Patriots, especially if Cam Newton is on that team, it's usually paired with a good rushing tandem. That was always the case when he was in Carolina. And if there's anybody that knows how to utilize and get the most out of their quarterbacks and tailor their system, system to them, it is Bill Belichick. So I think that Damian Harris is going to benefit, whether it's with Cam Newton, yes, he might have a lower ceiling, and with Mac Jones, you know, he's going to have a higher floor, a higher ceiling, probably a higher everything, but either way, to me, it's like a win-win situation. Damian Harris is going to be the lead running back on his team. Yes, he's not going to be there on third down for those pass-catching situations. That's the James White role, but Damian Harris, other than that, you know, you look at these other running backs on this uh, on this list at this point in time, they're either backups, uh, you know, they're either guys that are still kind of unproven, handcuffs, et cetera, et cetera, whereas Damian Harris is going to be an RB1 on his team and somebody that I also just all around really want on my roster. Now, again, moving on here, we get to James Conner of the Arizona Cardinals. And James Conner is an interesting guy because last season he was probably being drafted like in the third, maybe at the latest in the fourth round. People were really excited about him in Pittsburgh. He was the guy in Pittsburgh and he stayed healthy. Yet, you know, I thought if James Conner stays healthy for an entire season that he was going to produce like at worst low-end RB1 numbers. But that didn't happen. A big reason why? Well, the Pittsburgh offensive line kind of fell apart. Uh, the offense in general just fell apart towards the end of the season and they had one of the worst rushing offenses in the NFL. Now he goes to Arizona where he, yes, will have to contend with Kyler Murray, who is going to take away some rushing opportunities, definitely, and Chase Edmonds. But the thing is, with Chase Edmonds, I don't see him as that, you know, every down running back. To me, he's that pass catching guy. In, in, in fact, I think James Conner's probably 
the better all-around running back on this team. But he was just in a bad situation where last season he didn't produce big numbers because the Steelers struggled in that department. Their year prior, he was injured uh, and kind of nicked up before that as well. So, you know, he's got that stigma of being an injury risk. So definitely there's a risk associated with that. But when I look at this offense for the Arizona Cardinals, I also realize that it's going to be one of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL, which translate to a lot of success in terms of fantasy football. And last season, you know, everything that we were saying about Kenyon Drake, I think you can make the exact same case for James Conner. Now, again, James Conner is not going to be the lead running back on this team starting week one, but I think he could potentially become that as the season progresses. I think he's a more prototypical running back than Chase Edmonds. He's a really, really good pass catcher. We saw that uh, with him uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers when Le'Veon Bell sat out, and he's he was great in that uh, in that category. And I think that all around, he can just do some things better than Chase Edmonds. Just overall, a more well-rounded running back. We'll see if he gets the opportunity, but. The point being, if you make me choose between one of the Arizona running backs, you know, I'm 10 out of 10 times going to take James Conner, the guy that I can get about 30 picks later, as opposed to Chase Edmonds, who's all the way up here. James Conner has pass catching upside as well. So don't, you know, don't pretend that that isn't the case. And he's a guy that could very well also be the goal line running back for the Arizona Cardinals. So I really like the upside for James Conner. The price tag is nothing. And this is one of those rare situations where I think that the RB2 on the team, in this case, you know, James Conner, is actually a better, a more viable option than their current starting running back. The question is, we will see if, you know, the Arizona Cardinals realize that. And, you know, maybe to some extent, we'll see a lot of two running back sets for them offensively where they get James Conner involved, Chase Edmonds more as a prototypical pass catcher. Again, that's why, you know, the preseason this year is going to be very important to see how some of these teams with two running backs, uh, like we have with the Arizona Cardinals, how they are utilized, the split and reps, et cetera, et cetera. But right now, when it comes to the value, and if I'm buying anybody on the Arizona Cardinals, it will be James Conner. And then finally, getting to our fifth running back here on the list, Jamal Williams, somebody that I have brought up before when it comes to handcuffs, when it comes to late round selections that I like, that is Jamal Williams of the Detroit Lions coming in here all the way as the 45th overall running back, overall player 125. And he's going to be someone that's going to be going in the double digit rounds, 1000%. He could very well even be an afterthought, somebody that people just forget about and might not even draft. Probably not to that extent, but look, Jamal Williams, he's leaving Green Bay, now going to Detroit. DeAndre Swift, everybody was so excited for DeAndre Swift, but then that kind of got tempered a little bit with Jamal Williams. Now, I actually think there's a world where both of these guys can succeed. And if that's the case, I think we're probably too low on both of them because I look at this Detroit offense and I think to myself, where are the targets going to go? You know, potentially their three best pass catchers aren't wide receivers. It's a realistic situation where they could be TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, and Jamal Williams. And with Williams, we've seen him fill in very, very well for an Aaron Jones when Aaron Jones was unavailable for the Green Bay Packers. He's an excellent, excellent pass catcher. And as frustrating as somebody like an Anthony Lynn, the offensive coordinator, can be for the Detroit Lions and for some DeAndre Swift owners, 
he could also be a potential, you know, savior for someone like Jamal Williams and his value because he continues to say, well, this is going to be a situation where we get a lot of uh, opportunities to our running backs and where we could go with a hot hand approach. Jamal Williams is going to get more opportunities than you believe. And lastly, what I want to mention here is people are saying, yeah, the Detroit Lions are going to be absolutely awful. They're going to be, you know, the worst team in the NFC North. I'm not denying that, you know, but uh, even with Jared Goff, who is a downgrade at the quarterback position, definitely. That doesn't mean that this team can't produce fantasy excellence. I think TJ Hawkinson is going to be a top five tight end. Jared Goff has supported top end fantasy players before. And this offensive line took a tremendous upgrade when they drafted Panay Sewell. It seems like people forget that. Panay Sewell was like regarded as a you know generational talent off the offensive line. You plug him into any offensive line, it's going to immediately get better. This offensive line is going to be a night and day type of situation from last year to this season. I think it takes a big leap forward. And Jamal Williams, everybody on this team will benefit. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities, you know, kind of on the opposite spectrum of a Ronald Jones and a Damian Harris. Jamal Williams is more so that pass catching running back. So he finally kind of fits that PPR mold that we have been talking about. I think we might even be able to get some like decent flex play from Jamal Williams. He's not going to cost you anything. If you have DeAndre Swift, I would definitely be handcuffing him with Jamal Williams. God forbid something happens to Swift. But either way, You know, I could potentially cheat here and say, you know, there's a couple running backs that we can add to the list. Guys of the Naheem Hines, Giovanni Bernard, James White, Tariq Cohen's of the world. But uh, I specifically wanted to put Jamal Williams at this spot because I think he has the highest upside out of all those backups, out of those specifically pass catching running backs to have the biggest involvement on his respective offense. The Detroit Lions defense isn't all that great, so it's going to have to take a lot of offensive firepower opportunities, volume to their pass catchers, which again, Jamal Williams is one of, for them to stay close in games. So to me, that means Jamal Williams is going to have opportunities, and that in fantasy football oftentimes means success. So for that reason, he is somebody that I am buying this year. But with that, we wrap up this breakdown of our type top five late round running back steals. As always, let us hear it in the comment section. Do you agree, disagree, along with any other questions you guys might have? If you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe, and again, lastly, check us out online at alldaypickskin.com. And while you're there, get yourself a copy of the 2021 ADP Fantasy Football Draft Guide. Everything you could have wanted in great value details in the description. But in the meantime, we'll see you guys in future videos.